Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's podcast is going to cover something that may seem so obvious but it's not obvious. So I think it's a very important podcast for people to listen to. I was doing a call with not a candidate. It's not, it wasn't a client that we have, but one of our regular readers who generally sends in questions about frameworks and cases and asks me to comment on them. And I'm quite happy to do it if I have time. You know, I don't mind guiding people. So I was talking to him about a case he was doing. And he came back to me and he said, you know, Michael, I don't understand why this framework that I'm using doesn't work. I mean, I don't understand why it's not working in this case. I, I used it in an interview and the interviewer said the framework was inappropriate. And to me, every case book I've looked at said it makes sense. And then I asked him, okay, what is the problem you are trying to solve? And he said, well, I'm doing a profitability case. I said, okay, you're doing a profitability case, but what profitability problem are you trying to solve? And then he said, okay, here's the case I was given. And then I looked at the case and I said, okay, this is a margin calculation, right? In a margin calculation, you have to raise prices or lower costs. It's not a volume game. It's only a volume game if you are going to generate so much volume that you get economies of scale and you're able to spread the fixed costs across a larger volume. Therefore, your volume leads to efficiencies. Your efficiencies lead to higher margins. Generally speaking, when you're dealing with margin, it's a price and cost area. It's not about volume. Volume has nothing to do with it. It only has something to do when you're dealing with commodities or high volume products. And he said, okay, I never thought about that, but how can I ensure that when I build frameworks, I never make this mistake? And then I said, okay, when you build a framework, you should always ask yourself, what question are you answering? The mistake most candidates make is they'll look at a case and say, hey, hold on a second, this is a profitability case. It must be a profitability framework. Or this is an operations case, let's use an operations framework. Or this is a market entry case, let's use a market entry framework. I would say you must never do that, right? And the example I always give candidates is, you know, is a story I teach with our own clients is where I tell them that let's assume that your manager was leaving the office at 5 p.m. on a Friday. He walked past your desk and he said, Oliver, I want you to do a report on the on nuclear power in Indonesia. And what would you do? Well, most candidates would ask clarifying questions at right? the time. Why do you want it? How long must it be? And so on. Let's assume your boss, we'll call him Peter, is late for his flight. He's going to be on connecting flights the whole weekend. So he's only going to arrive at his destination, let's say it's Hawaii, at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. So you're not going to have contact with him for the whole weekend, right? What would you do? You would have to go ahead and produce an 8, 10-page report. Let's assume he told you it has to be 8 pages, right? To produce an 8-page report on nuclear power in Indonesia. Now, obviously, because you have no guidance, you have to present a structure for your report, right? So the first thing we ask our candidates is what structure would go into that report? And they tell us, well, we'll do an overview of nuclear power, an overview of the energy sector in Indonesia, which provinces could build nuclear power plants, how long it would take, what would be the cost, right? That would be their, their structure. Then I said, imagine scenario two, which is different from scenario one. In scenario two, Peter is walking past your office, you're Oliver, and he tells you, Oliver, I want you to do a report about nuclear power in Indonesia. Specifically, I want you to focus on legislative impediments to nuclear power stations being built in Indonesia. And then you're allowed to ask other clarifying questions. How long would the report be? Eight pages. Where must the focus be? Legislative impediments. Now imagine what kind of report you'd produce now. It would clearly be very different from the report you produced in scenario one, right? In scenario one, 
you produced a general report not answering Peter's question. In scenario two, you produced a specific report answering Peter's question. Obviously, the report in scenario two would be more useful to Peter. And the same thing in cases, right? You've got to understand the question the client wants answered, or you have to help the client develop the question. In, in this example I gave you, think of Peter as the client and Oliver you as the consultant. You are putting together a study for your client, Peter. But the only way for the study to make sense is to understand the question Peter wants addressed. Same thing in a case. Don't just think this is a profitability framework. Ask yourself, what exactly is the question I need to answer in this profitability case? Write down the question, right? And then make sure each branch of your framework can answer the question you are putting out there. If you don't know the question you are trying to answer in a case, your framework is automatically going to be slightly off kilter. You may be able to guess it, but more or less, unless you identify the question, you're going to be off kilter. And the question is different from the question you're given. People may just say, well, the client has profitability problems, help them. You have to dig in and then tease out what exactly is the profitability problem. In this case, because it's a margin problem, you clearly don't have to worry about volume, right? Which is why the guy failed it, because he spent too much time discussing volume. That's the guy that wrote to me. Now, beyond that, I want to talk about what exactly a framework is or a structure. The terms mean the same thing and, you know, why you have it. Now, many candidates think that the structure is there to guide them. Yes, the structure is there to guide you, but the structure serves other purposes as well. For one thing, the structure, think of a book, right? When you buy a book, before you buy the book, you obviously want to read the summary and make sure that what's covered in the book is useful. I mean, no one's ever going to buy a book not knowing what it's about. So imagine you went into a bookstore and all the books had white covers no summaries, right? The only way you'd have to know what's in the book is to buy it and read it. And when you get into maybe the first 20 or 100 pages, depending on the book, you realize the book is worthless. Now think about the time you spent to go to the bookstore, find the book, pay for it, read it, go back to the bookstore, exchange it, and then hopefully find the right book. It's wasting time. Not having a framework is a little bit like an interviewer going into a bookstore without any guidance. The framework is not only there to guide you, it's also there to guide the interviewer. Never forget, and it's an, that's a lesson I learned when I did one of my first projects for a horrendously difficult financial institutions group partner. She was one of the worst partners I ever worked with. He used to make these really condescending personal remarks to me personally. I didn't really let it bother me, but you know, these things happen. And one of the things he was very good at is he taught me the importance of structure. So I would go out, and this time I was you know, quite an experienced consultant. I wasn't yet an engagement manager, but I was a very respected consultant, right? And I was very good at what I did, which is why I was working with him alone on this project. But even then, I still learned something very new in this project. I was putting together these frameworks to analyze the problem, and I'd never shared with him. And then I talked to him about what I was doing. Then he'd always tell me, look, I'm not interested in what you're doing until I see a framework. And then I was put irritated by this until I brought my framework to him. And then he explained to me, the reason I want to see your framework is that I can see the roadmap for your analysis makes sense. So before you get into the analysis, at least I know where you are most likely to go. And this journey for you is not going to be a waste of time. And candidates need to remember this. A framework is as much as it's there to guide you in doing the analysis, it's there to guide the interviewer in guiding you. Because if the interviewer looks at your framework, he can say, you know what? This guy knows what he's doing. I mean, he may get the analysis wrong, but at least he's going in the right direction. So I'm happy with that. And because I know where he's going, I can then guide him in terms of his thinking. But if you don't present your framework and you don't present it in a language the interviewer can understand, the interviewer can never guide you because they don't know where you are going in your analysis. So whenever you are putting together frameworks, always understand this. The framework is there to guide you, but it's also there to guide the interviewer.
For you, it's your roadmap to solve the case. For your interviewer, it's a summary of what's to come, and they can decide if what's to come makes a lot of sense to them. And if it doesn't make a lot of sense, they can always tell you, you know what, this framework doesn't make sense. Based on your framework, where you're going in the case is not going to work, right? It's like the summary of a movie as well. You know, Think of it as the trailer of a movie. Your summary needs to be a very, very good description of what's going to come. I have seen trailers that are totally misleading about the movie and I want to kick myself. I've seen some trailers. I think there was a movie called Skyline. Skyline was about aliens that land on planet Earth and basically, I think, colonize the Earth by sucking up humans off the face of the world and converting them into these android cybernetic beings. Anyway, the trailer for Skyline, I think, cost something like 20% of the budget of the movie. It was this brilliant animatronics effects, right? It looked amazing. It looks like Star Wars quality. And I'm a big science fiction fan. Obviously, people know me. I have a science background, big science fiction fan. So I was in the plane. I was in the Emirates flight from, you know, Dubai to Uzbekistan. I thought I'll watch this a week ago. And the trailer was amazing. That's why I watched it. But the trailer gave no indication of how bad the movie was going to be because the movie was poorly made, very low budget, poor special effects, and it was obvious. And that's the feeling you've got to see between your framework and the solution in your case, right? If you produce this very, very weak framework, right, there's a chance you're going to produce a great case. But the interviewer doesn't know that. He's going to judge you on your framework only. He's going to decide if he's going to see the movie based on the trailer, and your framework is your trailer. Your framework or your trailer has got to be good, right? If your framework is good and your case is bad, it's a little bit like Skyline. The trailer is fantastic, but the case sucks. You've got to make sure your trailer, which is your framework, touches on your key audience. Another way of saying key audience is understand what the key question is. Make sure that your framework addresses your key question. Make sure your trailer touches on your audience. And then make sure the case is as good as the framework. In other words, make sure the movie is as good as the trailer. Now, I don't want to lose anyone with too many movie analogies, but I thought it's very important for you, Candice, to understand that the framework is not only there to guide you, it's to guide the interviewer and to help the interviewer help you. Poorly designed frameworks tell the interviewer you're either going the wrong direction or allows the interviewer to step in to guide you. You want a good framework, obviously, because you want the interviewer to know that, that you, know, you understand him, you understand the case, and you know where to take this. But sometimes frameworks are not always perfect as long as you're able to double down and build a great case after that. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.